Canto 11, Chapter 19 The Perfection of Spiritual Knowledge The Supreme Lord said, Someone who, endowed with knowledge in accord with the oral tradition, is of self-realization and does not lose himself in speculations about what would be true knowledge, must, known with the fact that this universe is a complete illusion, for both the sake of me and spiritual knowledge, renounce his worldly concerns. For a person of spiritual knowledge, I am the object of worship, the goal, the motive and final conclusion. Besides me, as his favorite, his light and final beatitude, he has no other purpose. They who have fully perfected their knowledge and wisdom know my lotus feet as most auspicious. For that reason, the learned transcendentalist who by means of spiritual knowledge holds on to me is most dear to me. Performing austerities, visiting holy places, doing japa, giving charity or other pious activities cannot provide the perfection that is created by but a fraction of this spiritual knowledge. Therefore, O Uddhava, knowing your true self in association with this spiritual discrimination that you accomplished by intelligence and consciousness, be of your way of serving me with devotion. With the sacrifice of Vedic knowledge and wisdom, the sages achieved the highest perfection by worshipping me, the Lord of all sacrifices, who is the Supersoul inside of them. The transformation of the three departments of nature, the gunas, that surrounds you, constitutes an illusion that appears in the present of the bewildering material energy that is not there in the beginning nor in the end of the universe. In what sense can the being born and such of your material body that at first did not exist, is not there afterwards but only exists in between, have any relation to your essence, your true self, your soul? Sri Uddhava said, O controller of the universe, O you in the form of the universe, please explain the yoga of devotion unto you that is also sought by the greatest souls. This devotion encompasses the extensive, perfectly pure knowledge endowed with detachment and wisdom that carries the approval of the established tradition of storytelling. O Lord, for the one who, tormented on the path of material existence, is overwhelmed by the threefold misery, I see no other shelter but the canopy of your two lotus feet that shower the nectar. Please, uplift this person, who so badly craving for some insignificant happiness, bitten by the snake of time, hopelessly fell down in this dark pit of material existence. O greatest authority, Pour out your words of mercy that lead to liberation. The Supreme Lord said, Yudhishthira, the king who considered no one his enemy, in the past asked Bhishma, the best of the upholders of Dharma, this question while we were all attentively listening. When the war between the descendants of Bharata had ended, he, overwhelmed by the destruction of his beloved friends and relatives, after having heard about the many principles of religion, finally asked about the path of liberation. 
I shall describe to you what was heard from the mouth of that soul vowed to the divine, Bhishma, in support of higher knowledge, detachment, self-realization, faith, and devotional service. That knowledge, by which one recognizes the one element of the Absolute Spirit, the Supersoul, the Lord, within the nine, eleven, five, and three elements of all living beings, has been determined by me to be higher knowledge, Jnana. When one is not in that sense concerned with all the elements composed of the three modes, but rather sees as should, the one who brings about, maintains and annihilates this universe, one at that time speaks of self-realization, Vigyana. That, what is there in the beginning, is halfway present from one creation to another, and still remains when there is the annihilation of everything, is what one considers true and eternal. Vedic knowledge, Shruti, direct experience, Pratyaksha, traditional instruction, Aitiya or Smriti, and logical inference, Anumana, are the four forms of a right perception in facing the flickering nature by which a person masters becomes detached from the material diversity. Inauspiciousness is found up to the heaven of Virincha, Brahma, because all material routines, including rituals, are subject to change. An intelligent person should understand that just like the things he sees, everything he is about to see is transitory. Because of your love for me, I formerly talked to you about Bhakti Yoga, O Sinless One. Let me now also expound on the supreme method of this devotion unto me. Faith in the nectar of the narrations about me, always recite, sing my glories, to be fixed on ceremonial worship, to relate to me with hymns and prayers, to have great respect for my devotional service, to offer obeisances with all of one's limbs, to be of first-class worship for my devotees, to think of me as being present in all living beings, to dedicate all one's normal activities to me, to describe with words my qualities, to offer one's mind to me and reject all material desires, to give up wealth for my sake, to renounce sensual pleasures and material happiness, to be of sacrifice with charity and offerings, to do japa and to keep to vows and austerities for my purpose, are for human beings of surrender, O Uddhava, the different forms of religiosity to rise to the loving service unto me. What other purpose would remain for my devotee to be accomplished? When situated in peace, one's consciousness is absorbed in the Supreme Soul. One achieves being strengthened by the mode of goodness, religiosity, spiritual knowledge, detachment and opulence. But when one being fixed upon the material variety chases one's senses in every direction and thus became a prisoner of one's passion, you should understand that one by that materialistic consciousness dedicated to the impermanent will achieve the opposite. Dharma is said to lead to my devotional service and spiritual knowledge, jnana, to witnessing the presence of the Supreme Soul. Detachment, vairagya, results in disinterestedness in the objects of sense gratification and opulence, aishwarya, culminates in the mystical perfections of anima and so on.
Sri Uddhava said. How many types of restrictions, yama, and regular duties, niyama, does one speak of, O subduer of the enemy? What is equilibrium? What is self-control, dear Krishna? What is tolerance and what is constancy, my lord? What is charity and what is penance? What is heroism? What does one say about reality and truth? What is renunciation and wealth? What is desirable? What a sacrifice? And what is religious remuneration? What do you think is the strength of a person, O fortunate one? What is opulence and gain, O Keshava? What is education? What modesty? What is superior? What beauty? And what is happiness as also unhappiness? Who is learned? Who is a fool? What is the real path and what is the false path? What is heaven and what is hell? And who do you say is a friend and what is home? Who is wealthy? Who is poor? Who is a wretch and who is a controller? Please speak to me about these matters as also about the opposite qualities, O Lord of the truthful souls. The Supreme Lord said, Non-violence, truthfulness, not coveting or stealing the property of others, detachment, modesty, non-possessiveness, trustfulness, celibacy, silence, steadiness, forgiveness and fearlessness are the twelve types of restrictions of Yama. Inner and outer cleanliness, doing japa, penance, sacrifice, faith, hospitality, worship of me, visiting holy places, care for the welfare of others in this world, contentment and serving the spiritual master are the twelve regular duties of Niyama. These two times twelve types of principles and duties that human beings remember and honor, my dear one, yield results like beatitude or prosperity depending each's desire. Mental equilibrium means the absorption of one's intelligence in me, and self-control entails the disciplining of the senses. Tolerance means that one has to endure unhappiness and constancy entails the conquering of the tongue and genitals. The highest charity is to forsake the rod to punish others, and giving up one's lust one thinks of penance. One is a hero when one conquers one's propensity to enjoy materially, and there is sense of reality when one sees the One, the Lord, equally present. Kind, so one says, one differs or is truthful with the words used by the sages. One speaks of cleanliness when one is detached from performing productive labor. And in case of renunciation, one speaks of sannyasa, the renounced order. Religiousness constitutes for human beings the wealth to be desired. And I myself, the most fortunate one, the Supreme Personality, am the sacrifice. The spiritual reward is wise instruction, and the control of one's breath constitutes supreme strength. Opulence is my divine nature, gain is my bhakti, education is the nullifying of the dividedness of the self, and modesty, sense of shame, is the disgust against improper action, sin. 
beauty means to be of good qualities like being detached from material desires and such, happiness means to transcend both material happiness and distress, unhappiness is to rely on the physical happiness of lust, and a wise person is someone who can tell the difference between liberation and bondage. A fool is someone who identifies himself with the body and so on, the mind etc. The right path is the one leading to me, the wrong path is to be understood as the one leading to a bewildered mind, and heaven implies the predominance of the mode of goodness. Hell is the predominance of the mode of ignorance. One's real friend is the spiritual master who is me, my dear friend, and the human body is one's home. He who is enriched with good qualities is called a rich person, while a poor person is someone who is discontented. A wretched person is someone who did not subdue his senses. A controller is someone whose intelligence is not attached to the material affair, and someone attached to sense gratification is of the opposite kind of qualities, a slave. These, O Udava, are the subjects of your inquiry I all properly have elucidated. But why should one elaborately describe the characteristics of good and bad qualities when thinking about good and bad still means that one fails to see the true quality of transcendence distinct from them.